technical issues. All right, we'll start again. Hi, Ann Ortley's weekly weather for August 13th through August 20th, 2023. Venus is retrograde, Mercury's in his shadow. We have another hammer of Thor. Uh, Georgia indictment this Tuesday, the 15th, with an arrest next Monday, the 21st. Um, this week, the indictment that we, the hammer of Thor that was so big was Hawaii, the fires in Hawaii. So when we get to the politics section at the end, I'll show you the state of Hawaii's chart and how that hammer of Thor whacked it. And also on indictment day, it was a Mercury-Athena aspect, and the New York Times published the uh, John Eastman letter justifying, or the, the Cheeseboro letter, I guess, justifying the coup. Uh, the you know the behavior uh, and he apparently worked for Lawrence Tribe and you know quoted a Lawrence Tribe who's the president or the dean at Harvard Law School uh, who had weighed in on the the 2000 election in Florida so he copied and pasted from that so at any rate it was indictment information not the not another set of indictments but the Hawaii chart which when we get to Hawaii and we look at the incorporation of the state when it became a state and how that hammer of Thor hit in Hawaii. You know, part of this is astrology in action. Uh, so interesting week ahead. We're not out of the wild ride yet, so hang on tight. Should be, uh, should be fun. All right, we have the list of dates. So remember, our nodes have shifted. That's why everything's feeling like it's taking off and why lots of people are literally taking off. Uh, leaving, breaking up, leaving Earth, quitting jobs, moving, you know, changing their lives entirely. All the people in Hawaii that just lost their homes um, and their businesses and their cars and their cats and dogs and their family members. Uh, Venus retrograde, she, she's in her retrograde uh, position now. We do have a Venus star point, which is a very lovely aspect, which we'll spend some time on today. And uh, we also are in Mercury's retrograde shadow. He goes retrograde next week on the 23rd, but this week he's slowing down, moving slow. Um, so first up is the Sun-Venus conjunction that we had bright and early Sunday morning, which we talked about last week, but we're going to cover again this week. So you can see the Sun-Venus conjunction is at 20 degrees of Leo, um, and it starts a new uh, eight-year cycle around our creativity, our loves, our passions, and our direction in life. So over the next couple days, between, especially because there's a new moon this week on Wednesday, um, you know, there's, which is right near this, <laughs> and incorporates the sun, Venus, and moon are all together, which we'll look at that chart a little bit later, uh, the energy is very much a forward motion, full steam ahead, this particular Sun-Moon, uh, Sun-Venus conjunction is lovely, initiating this new eight-year chapter for all of us. You know, I often tell the story of my assistant, Rachel, um, back in 19, which was the halfway mark of the cycle that began in 15. I said to both of my assistants, you know, what were you guys doing back in August of 15? And Rachel said, well, it was my birthday. And happy birthday, Rachel. And I decided I was going to focus on finding a nice guy because I want to get married and I want to have kids. And off she was going to, to change kind of, you know, the were the, the, the bad guys. They're not the bad guys, the fun guys. But she, at any rate, she found a lovely Virgo, uh, uh, Spencer, a lovely man with a lot of Virgo. I don't remember if he's quite Virgo, but 
lovely, lovely Spencer, who actually is a rock and roll guy too, and, and, and uh, Rachel is also, and, and they were getting married in three months. And they now have a beautiful daughter, Sheena. And my assistant Rose was working on a, in a bad play in Baltimore and decided she could write a better one. And so then in August of 19, the play was being considered for off-Broadway uh, production. And it did get produced off off Broadway. It took a little while with the COVID, but it got done. And now she's got another play that she's working on in uh, workshopping. So this new cycle is beginning. And we'll look at the dates earlier so you can think about them, uh, what happened in your life when those were going on. So if we look at all the planets, they all create beautiful mandalas when, we, when they link up. But the mandala that Earth and Venus create is a pentagram, or a pentacle, for those of you who are into, um, uh, into tarot. So a pentagram is a five-pointed star. It's a rose. It's arrows, and rose are the same. And if you cut apples in half or you look around Earth, there are pentacles everywhere and pentagrams everywhere you look. These little beautiful energies. And I remember as a kid drawing pentacles, not quite knowing what they were, but just drawing these little stars with circles in them. And that's the Sun-Venus energy. I would, you know, you doodle in your notebook, right? Um, the degree of the aspect is intoxicated domestic birds flying around in dizzying attempts. So it's also a little bit of a wild and crazy, wild and crazy conjunction that we're having where you might feel like an intoxicated domestic bird. Um, so we have two kinds of uh, conjunctions that the Sun and Venus make. One is called the superior conjunction, which is when Venus is on the far side of the Sun, meaning Earth, Sun, Venus. The other one is called an inferior conjunction. Now, I don't really like the word inferior. I like to call it interior. And that one is when it's Earth, Venus and the Sun. So it's when Venus is nestled between the Sun and the and Earth. And so they're all kind of in this little snuggly bunk. You know, and if you've ever snuggled with someone in bed and talked about your dreams, you know, or you've laid there uh, and kind of, uh, you know, just, you know, you lay there holding hands and you talk about your future, you're kind of gazing at the clouds or you're laying on a beach looking at the heavens. And so there's a, there's a snuggle energy that goes on with this. And it's about when you whisper your heart's desire. So that's the energy of this week. That new moon, uh, that new Sun-Venus conjunction starting a new eight-year cycle, and then the new moon right behind it in three days. Um, right, at the, right next to it. <laughs> so the energy is very, very potent. Now what happens when it is a Sun-Venus inferior or interior conjunction is Venus is turning into a morning star and she'll be a morning star for nine and a half months until next June and a morning star is very yang energy it's got a warrior con you know warrior energy to it it's Aphrodite pandemonious uh, it's got a daytime energy moves slower it's the ruler of Taurus so it's also about primal raw sensuality and it's an earth goddess so there's this energy of Venus shifting into this nature. Now the, the Mayans or the Aztecs, I can't remember, I think it was the Aztecs, um, maybe the Mayans, but at any rate, they used to follow the cycle of Venus, Mayans, right? Because that was the calendar that was ending. They would follow the cycle of Venus and 
when she turned into a morning star, they knew there was a, a possibility of war because she was very fierce in that morning star phase. So we're going to watch for the fierceness to kick up until next June, and we're going to see Venus starting this new direction. She's launching. She's going out into the day and saying, okay, I'm going to go do this for the next four years. And then four years from now, Venus will be an evening star in Leo again, like last time when I asked Rachel and Rose what they were doing in 15 and then in 19 what they had accomplished. And now we're starting a new chapter. Now when we look at prior Venus star points that have happened before now, the one that we're starting now, the full moon phase happens in August of 2027. And then we have an inferior interior conjunction again in August of 31. So if we look back in time, the conjunction that happened in August of 19 was a 21 Leo. The conjunction that happened in August of 15 was 22 Leo. The conjunction that happened in August of 11 was 23 Leo. The conjunction that happened in August of, 17, of 07 was 24 Leo. Get an idea how this works? August of 23, 2003, it was a 25 Leo. And I know in my case, that was when I was off beginning my astrology practice. August of uh, 95 was at, or uh, 99 rather, was a 27 Leo. August of 95 was 27 Leo, and August of 91 was 29 Leo. So this particular one is, as I mentioned before, 20 Leo, 28. But think back to the Augusts and four-year increments and what was going on for you. What was the passion of your heart that you initiated back then? I was shredding papers recently, and I realized that I had started working with OPA, uh, the Organization for Professional Astrologers, in the summer on the Venus Star Point of August of 15, and now I've stepped down as treasurer um, after seven, working for seven years as treasurer. I, you know, I taught for them, and so I know there's a shift and a change, and I hadn't realized it was under a Venus Star Point, but that totally makes sense because it was wonderful astrologers that I had a really magnificent time hanging out with. Um, hopefully hang out with again. So that's the energy. Now I would like you over the next couple days to take time to have a uh, moment with yourself either now or on the new moon. Remember when the sun is in Leo and the moon is in Cancer like it is on this Venus star point um, the both planets are in their rulership. So they're both in their favorite sign. So there's two days that the Vedic astrologers really love this is with the sun is exalted in Aries and the moon is in, exalted in Taurus in the spring. And then this is the summer one with the sun in Leo and the moon in Cancer. So the two lights are in their favorite signs over the next few days. So take advantage of this to kind of think about, well, what is it you're really, really, really looking to grow, create, bloom over the next eight years, but you get a halfway check mark check-in point in 27, but the cycle that began in 15 is ending now, right? Uh, the cycle that began in 07 ended in 15. And they all lead into each other. Remember, this is the heart, the heart of our chart. So we're at this creative time. So it's really important for you to think about creatively, creatively what it is you're trying to bring out into the world. 
Um, and forward we go. So make sure to do a ritual around your heart's desire and maybe cut an apple in half and look at the pentacle, the pentagram inside it. There's a little five-pointed star in there. Gather some morning glories or some roses and look at how much the, the five flowered image is all over us. It's the heart of the solar system because Venus is our sister planet. Next up, Juno had a little fight with Pluto this weekend, and she is the planet of partnership, and she is on the road again. She's in Leo, she's got her feeling about what she wants to do, and she enters Leo on Tuesday around 3.30 in the afternoon, and she's very clear, this is what I'm going to be doing now. And so she's making a commitment, she's speaking up, she's finished with that opposition with Pluto, she, of course, squared the nodes, which is a crossroads energy. And, of course, certainly if we look at Hawaii and we look at many people, lots of transitions. I just had a good friend die um, uh, he'd been after a long battle, long battle with cancer, and uh, passed away just yesterday. Um, so it's very much a star portal, too, people, people taking off and leaving. Um, and I have a few other people that I'm kind of monitoring. Um, so it's an, it, and I almost lost a really good friend. Um, she fortunately got to the hospital in time. So, um, so it's a really, uh, it's a really critical time for all of us. And again, no fooling around with health aspects with these guys, because these are these are big portals up there. <laughs> so if you don't want to be here, this is one of those times where you can go. Okay, I think I want to go, and the you know, the the doors are open. I guess is the way to think of it. Um, so as Juno enters Leo, this is a new cycle around what it, what's our heart want to partner with? Because Juno is our sign of partnership. What does our heart want to partner with? What inspires us? You know, I love that Celine Dion song, Where Does My Heart Go Now? Think of all the little songs we have, all the songs we sing around. Listening to Adele when I was doing dishes after dinner tonight, singing the, you know, hello, it's me, you know, I'm calling and I know you've left me and whatever. Think of all the love songs, you know, all the love songs out there. But this is also Venus, this is also Juno and Leo saying, I have to pursue my heart's path. So that shift takes place on Tuesday. Next up, on Tuesday, we also have um, the Sun square Uranus. Now, the Sun is at 23, squaring Uranus at 23, which is kind of an aha moment. There's a bit of a shock. There's a bit of an, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was what was going on. There's a, there's a reveal. There's something big and juicy that comes up. That's one of the reasons I'm picking this day. I don't really, I haven't really followed uh, Fannie Willis much, and again, we'll talk more in the politics section. But this is an aha. We're going to do something. We're going to take an action. We're going to get something done. The new moon takes place on Wednesday at 5:37 in the morning, and it is an interesting new moon. Uh, it has a number. It has stelliums in it, which are clumps of planets working together. So it has a stellium in Leo, which is the rising sign for DC, but also the Venus, the Moon, and the Sun, right in a little clump, right next to each other, all in Leo. And then it has a Virgo stellium, which is Mercury and Athena and Mars. They're all in Virgo. So Athena is detailed, keeps track of the notes. That was last week when the letter came in. Uh, but it also pays attention to how we get things done. And then it has some a Libra series in Libra, what we're listening to. Now that forms in, uh, in astrology a thing called an ear. Bruno and Louise Huber have 
um, some uh, different uh, planetary combinations. So that's an ear, which means that the Ceres and the Venus and the Moon and the Sun are all working together collaboratively. And they're saying things to the Virgo planets. So fire and air inspired say to the Virgo planets, hey, why don't you do this? How about this? This sounds like a good idea. And there is a huge grand trine in Earth in the heavens on this new moon. And we know when we have grand trines, we get a lot done. Uh, so this is a lovely grand trine in Earth that involves the Virgo planets that we've talked about. And then it involves Pluto and Capricorn as they come into the trine of him and Jupiter on a world point and Uranus at 23 Taurus get receiving a really direct trine from Mars in a day or so. So there's a lot of energy around taking action and getting stuff done. That grand trine in Earth is inspired and takes off in a kite formation with Neptune at 27 as the apex of the kite, the top of the kite where it's headed. So again, this is very much a chart about working with your dreams. And it really encourages you to do it. There is not a lot of air in this chart. There's actually no air in the chart. It's all fire and earth, passionate getting things done. And if you think about how we make clay pots, or you think about how we fire up earth and create things, um, and how fire is very much a transformational agent, as we just saw with Hawaii, uh, there's an energy of transformation and change that takes place with this grand trine in Earth on this new moon in Leo. So it's a very powerful new moon. I'll be doing a new moon webinar on Tuesday night, same time, 7.30 to 9.30. We'll be sending a newsletter out. I don't know if it's up on the website yet. Rose may have done it. I didn't check before I recorded this. So might be there, might be not. <laughs> but we'll be doing a new moon webinar on Tuesday. At any rate, this new moon, you can see it's Sun, Venus, and um, moon together so it's very passionate and it's very exciting and if you've been thinking you know since I gave you those August dates and you're kind of like oh Ann those were important those were important dates I'm like yeah this is important because this is what you're passionate about what you're passionate about and what you want to work on and you've got a grand trine in earth to harvest it and work on it with and of course the grand trine in earth is part of that Venus-Sun conjunction that happens on Sunday. It's in the sky this, this week. We're all going to be really working hard on our bodies, or our bodies are going to be saying, I've really worked hard on this. I want to go home, right? Um, so when we're looking at the uh, we're looking at the Arabic parts for this new moon, cast for DC, we have Pallas Athena on the part of treachery. So we may find out about some treachery. Uh, and it's always important. I watch those Arabic parts very carefully because they often work really, really well, sometimes a little too well, thank you. Um, and we also have Venus on the part of the moon. So for those of my my listening audience thinking of getting pregnant, this is like a really good get knocked up aspect. <laughs> if you're not thinking of getting pregnant, be careful because this is like, I want to make you a mother. And... <laughs> And the planets are really into delivering the goods because Juno in Leo is on the part of creativity and it's also on the part of goods. So there's a lot of energy there around transformation and getting stuff done. Uh, there's a lot of Urania in the heavens, interestingly. So we may hear some news in the astrology world. We Last week we had the death of a wonderful man, Mitchell Lewis, who left us way too soon. A really brilliant financial astrologer. 
Um, and uh, really a renaissance man. He played music, he wrote songs, he did all sorts of things. Just a really brilliant guy. Um, and then we have Mercury on Terpsichore. Uh, so that's a lot about music and ideas and information. Mars is on Sisyphus, so it may feel like you've been pushing that thing up the hill for a while, and you have been, but it should calm down a little. Because Mars on Sisyphus is, you know, pushing it up and it rolls down, pushing it up and it rolls down, and being almost chained to things, you know, chained to a situation. Um, we also have on Wednesday, Mars trines Uranus shortly after the new moon takes place. It is really a very strong component of the new moon picture, um, so that's good. But it, it perfects around uh, 353 uh, and kind of gets everything up and rolling in terms of new directional stuff. So there's a nice juicy energy. I forgot to mention on the new moon, the way the chart is set up, it's got it's right before sunrise, you know, at five five thirty seven in the morning. So that that new moon on Wednesday really encourages us to have a um, initiating energy. It feels like an Aries new moon almost because there's no air. There's just no air in the sky. So we're really working very hard. Uh, and so on Wednesday, when, when Mars then trines Uranus, the note of fate, there's a very strong directional pull, and that's around uh, 9.30 in the morning, uh, 9.50 in the morning, East Coast time. Next, on Sunday, we, Saturday rather, we're a little quiet through then. Um, so it really, didn't, again, it's one of those weeks where everything happens at the beginning of the week. Uh, the, on August 19th, on Saturday, we have the sun aspecting the nodes of fate in a trine and a sextile, which is a flowing energy, which is very nice and collaborative as the planets start to kind of migrate into new positions for the upcoming Mercury retrograde. And also as the sun starts to get ready to go into Virgo, I don't know how that happened. Like this, how can we be at the middle of August going into Virgo already? So that's the energy of the week there. And then the last aspect on Sunday, next week on Sunday, we have the Sun Quincunx Neptune in a position getting ready to form a finger of God next week on, uh, on Monday. Uh, and that will be when the moon will be in Scorpio. So I think that's another indictment day, Monday the, Monday the 21st. But the energy of that Sun Quincunx Neptune is unusual choices ways to, you know, figure out how am I going to do this, how am I going to work this, what's the process. But it's also the sun forming into a fin another finger of God. Remember, we had the Venus one earlier in the month, and we'll have the Venus one again October 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Um, so we've got this, uh, the sun form, the sun form, we had the Venus one was powerful, but the sun forming one is very powerful too. So it's a very nice energy for that kind of stuff. Uh, and then kind of a forward motion. As I mentioned, there's a new moon webinar on the, the uh, 15th, um, Tuesday. You can sign up on my website. And we will now look at the other aspects. Hang on one second. Let me get my, let me get my stuff up here. Okay. Take my glasses off because I can't read with the glasses anymore when it's too close. Like this old age stuff sucks. Um, I'm happy for the alternative, though. I'm happy not to be in the alternative. Just every now and then, I'm like, really, I have to take my glasses off to read? Yes. I can read the computer with them. I have to read the papers without them. All good. 
Okay, so the sun this week is going from 20 Leo to 27 Leo. As I mentioned, it has the square to Uranus, which is very exciting news. That happens on August 15th. And then it has a trine to Eris, the goddess of discord. That's just never easy, but I didn't want to look at that chart. I was just like, no. Most important is the Venus star point and the new moon this week. That both happens at the beginning of the week. And then the sun trines Uranus, saying, oh, the nodes rather, on the 19th, saying, okay, put this in practice. Mercury this week goes from 19 Virgo to 20 Virgo. <laughs> Getting the idea Mercury's not moving quickly? Right, because he's going to station next week, the week after next. Right, not this week, but next week. So Mercury's going at the, a glacial pace, which can do a couple things. It can make you feel like everything is on uh, Groundhog Day. You know, it's just like, it, you know, you're trying to get stuff done, but it's a slog. Or you have to do it a couple times. Or you get... You go to do it, and then you're like, oh, this isn't really working. And then you do it again, right? Because it's, it's that kind of energy. Mercury also has a revelation because he has contraparallels to uh, Neptune and to Ceres and to Eris. And so in all cases, he gets a, he gets a little burn on with stuff. Um, and so Mercury is feeling pretty feisty. Uh, this week. Um, he also is not in the mood because um, he's in Virgo. Virgo tends to be a truth teller whether you like it or not. Critical sometimes people say. Virgo would say looking to help you improve. So we want to watch that energy as Mercury goes across those points and he's moving very slowly. He's you know you can one degree in seven days. There's sometimes he goes you know 20 degrees in a week right. He can really fly. Um, three degrees a day, you know, almost three degrees a day. So he's really slow because he's getting ready to stop. Um, we also have the Venus this week going from 20 Leo to 17 Leo. Remember, she's going retrograde. And she has a trine to Chiron. She does have a big health aspect on the 14th, so you want to watch for health news that day because Venus is Quindicilli, the Saturn. Uh, and again, if, because the aspects are so big and because the nodes are so potent and because Pluto's squaring those nodes, any health stuff to the doctor. I had a good friend. She had a huge tumor in her body. And uh, they got it out. It was abscessed, and they figured it out. But, um, you know, she could could be not here anymore. Um, uh, so anyway, she's still here. She's good. But I have to say, I was... I was worried. Um, Mars this week uh, goes from 21 Virgo to 26 Virgo, and Mars has that trine to Uranus. Now that happens once every two years. This is not a common thing. Trines tend to be good. However, Mars is a malefic, but he also is working with Mercury and Palestina, so that tends to mean he's working on a project with them. He's not just out all by himself doing stuff. So we'll watch to see what he does. And he also has an argument with Eris, the goddess of discord. The 19th looks pretty contentious because there's a lot, a lot of Eris energy the 19th. That would be, uh, yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Saturn this week basically at four Pisces, and he is not doing much of anything. Uh, Uranus is... Uranus is also in a grand trine, as mentioned before, but he's also in a biquintile to um, Ceres and Libra, trying to figure out how he wants to partner with things. Um, so, you know, he's going to be talking to you. Neptune has a, a really intense aspect to the nodes of faith 
a health aspect on the 15th, so that can be a time to go. And uh, on the 13th, of Juno is opposite Pluto in Cancer, last degree, that's today, Sunday, and then it goes into Leo. So that's a lot of reveals around relationships. And, you know, today I got a text from a friend of mine that her, one of her best friends had just passed after a long illness, and he was, he was a great guy. So it's a lot of loss this week, in, or I don't know loss, but processing loss, or becoming aware of where the loss energy is. The moons are basically reasonable. We have the nice out-of-bounds Cancer moon right now, today, and then it shifts into Leo tomorrow where it's still out-of-bounds. And then we have the new moon um, that takes place, uh, hang on, I'm in September. Uh, we have the new moon that takes place on Wednesday. So the moon is in Cancer, goes void at 3.46 in the morning, Monday night. Monday morning, bright and early in the morning, Sunday night, I guess. Uh, and it goes uh, opposite Pluto. And then it goes into Leo, bright and early Monday morning at 6.36. It's in Leo on the 14th, the 15th, and it goes void at 5.38 in the morning on the 16th with, with the new moon. It goes void on the, on the new moon. Um, moon conjuncts the sun and then uh, kind of a new beginning, new energy uh, and then it's in, into Virgo later that's void all day on Wednesday interesting, so it's void all day Wednesday after that new moon entering Virgo at 7.14 uh, at night on Wednesday night, it's in Virgo on Thursday, it's in Virgo on Friday, it's in Virgo on Saturday, going void at 4.51 with the trine to Pluto. It'll be void trine to Pluto and then it goes into Libra at 7.53 a.m. on Saturday the 19th, it'll be in Libra 19th, 20th, 21st through 4.31 where the moon in Libra goes void sextile to the sun in Leo. So that's on Monday the 21st. So it's not a particularly um, wild day, the, the wild week. The hard days are um, Tuesday. Tuesday is definitely a wild one because it's sun Uranus square, it's the Mars Uranus trine, just a lot of activity Tuesday. And then Wednesday's wild, lots of stuff going on. Thursday's quiet. Friday, cantankerous, but productive. Productive cantankerous. You know how like when you're really mad and you clean really well? <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, calm. The 19th and 20th, calm. So that's the aspects for the week. Um, and that's the scoop. So we're good. <laughs>